Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host, Teresa Ann, and today you are joining me on Heavenly Wit Monday. For those of you who have been with me for a long time, you know what Heavenly Wit is all about, but for those who are just coming into this podcast, I want to welcome you and let you know that Heavenly Wit Monday came from a book I released back in March of 2020 called Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields. So on every single show, what I like to highlight is one way of thinking and then seeing it the way that the Word of God would have us see it so that we're always in Him We get to see how we are above and not beneath the head and not the tail. But it's not in a way of saying, oh, I'm better than you. It's literally getting to see God and pointing others to him. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about fear and intimacy. That's what's coming up next. I'm going to go right in. So how many of you, and I ask this question because I am in this, uh, I'm probably going to answer it the way most of you will answer this question. How many of you that have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior at one point accepted salvation so that you wouldn't go to hell? How many of you have been in that? Some of you may not have. Okay, but I remember when I was little, I was all about, I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted to go to heaven. I wanted to be with, I, you know, this idea of what I thought was Jesus. But I realized something just recently that when we go to God, knowing that he's rescued us, But our focus is on salvation as though salvation and him are separate. What what do I mean by this? So often I have come into this quote unquote relationship with God so that I am preserved of self. So that there's self-preservation involved. Not really knowing who saved me, but just knowing I'm saved and and I'm good with that. But God really is wanting me to get to a place where I'm no longer doing this life in him. That's really not doing life in him at all out of a place of fear, but now from a place of intimacy. See, When we become intimate with someone, there's an attraction, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a husband and wife, whatever that may be, there's, there's a level of this trust to where you want to become more intimate with them. And I'm not saying that in a sexual way. I'm just saying in a way where you begin to be more transparent. And so with that, I'm going to be transparent with you today, not because I quote unquote, trust you as the listener, as much as I want to show my trust in God. So here we have fear, the fear of I don't want to go to hell, 
or the fear of I won't be protected or the fear of if I don't know the promises, then I won't be covered. Okay. So now what we do is we we step outside of that and we say, okay, God, I don't want to be fearful in doing this life with you because that's not doing life with you. It's still, it's almost like superstition. It's almost like, okay, if I don't say this right, or if I don't declare that the right way, or if I don't memorize a scripture, see everything that we do with God is supposed to come from a place of overflow, not from a place of obligation. Meaning, if I do this, then I'll get blessed. Or if I don't do that, then I won't be blessed. That's not the premises of a relationship with God, but that's what it looks like for so many people, including myself at one time. And if I'm not careful, I can still fall into that. So, Now, intimacy, it says it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. That's powerful. It's knowing that he is so good that you want to do life with him, that you want to reveal that you know him, that you want to know him more as not just one who gave you salvation, but you want to know him as Savior. You want to know him as rescuer. You want to know him every day as deliverer. See, we at times, I know for me, I used to think that the deliverance was for like a prophetic ministry when really, yeah, that that goes hand in hand. But God himself, who gave us the most beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit, has every single gift that is needed. And in that... Because he is the greatest gift to pursue, which is love, the spirit of God is love, right? So in this love that is not, uh, it it can't be run over. It can't be overused. It can't be taken advantage of. It's this, it's this love that has no boundaries, yet there are boundaries, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to cross God, not because you're afraid he will strike you dead, but because you're so grateful that you want to express your gratefulness through obedience, which really, to obey is evidence of his grace on your life. See, the grace of God is another evident, beautiful, tangible thing from him that shows he is in your life, that he is in my life, that he is evidence that we can obey. It's an empowering power. It's an empowering equipping to obey. See, the grace of God doesn't allow us to sin. The grace of God allows us to rise above it. Most of us know that. Some of us don't. So I, so now I, I take that and I say, okay, so now you know the difference between being in fear and having this so-called relationship with God and then really understanding, wow, I, the more I get to know you, Lord, the more I want to become intimate with you. So do you see that stark difference now? Okay. So if you have gone into relationship with God from a place of fear, all you have to do is just say, God, I want to know you because of your goodness. 
even if you don't ever do one more thing for me, I want to give my life to you because of all that you've done for me, especially because of your greatest expression of love through your son, Jesus. And Jesus didn't just stop at him. He always pointed us to the Father. And that's what this show is about. This show, Let's Talk with Teresa Ann, is to point you to him. And obviously, if most of you know, I'm going to be very transparent. I don't have very many viewers and I don't have very many listeners. And so, but what, I, what I'm learning is not to look at what, how I can get more followers like I used to be. I want to make sure that the foundation of this show is number one, what I express is my own expression. It's not my family's expression. It's not an opinion of of my family as a whole. It's It's me revealing to you what God is revealing to me moment by moment. So one of the things that I used to focus on even up to recently was this. Oh, I can't talk about that because then I won't gain a following. Wait, 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 wait. you don't even really have any followers, Teresa. So what are you worried about? You be true to me. Be true to me because it's not about following you. It's about you leading them to me who they are to follow. Okay, cool. Got it. No more pressure. Great. Now, if you lose the followers that you have because you're expressing truth, rejoice. Because that happens to me every day, Teresa. You need to focus on not who you've lost. Because I do that. I leave the 99 and go get the one. But your focus is to be on me, who is abundant life, and you focus on the ones that you do have. The world we live in focuses on loss of, oh, I express truth and now I have more people that are not following me. But, but focus on the ones who are still with you. And then it reminded me of Romans 8.31. Oh, yeah. God, you are for us. Who then can really be against us? If my focus is on who is for me, then by default, who's against me doesn't really matter. It's there. It's not that you dismiss it because there there are times where you need to say, wait, why did I lose a following of people that were hearing my voice? Was it because I compromised the truth or was it because I stayed true to your truth, Lord? Those are things that we get to work out with the Father. So going back to fear and intimacy. When you get off this podcast today, I want you to really just go to God and ask him all the areas in your life where you focused on loss when really you were to focus on who is for you. 
You were to focus on all the ones that did stay by your side. And it's not in a way of, oh, you stayed by my side and they didn't. No, no, no. That's manipulation. Okay. That is, um, it's just, it's not good. Okay. It's kind of like being in a group, a room and you're trying to really motivate people to give. And so you highlight that one person that's given a lot to make everybody else feel bad. That's BS. Okay. You just don't do that. That's manipulation. Because now you're motivating people to give, to outgive other people so that they might be noticed. No. We get to focus on the ones who gave everything when their everything was little. Just like when Jesus pointed out the widow with a mite. He didn't go, look at that rich guy over there. He owns all this land, man. And, and he owns all these acres. And he owns all these companies. And he owns all these businesses, man. And he's coming alongside us. And he wrote us a check for a million dollars. He didn't do that. He highlighted the little woman, the widow, that had nothing. But yet that was her everything. And he said, take notice of her. Take notice of her. See, the kingdom does everything the opposite of what the world does. Yes, the, the kingdom of God should get results, but not based on manipulation or fear, but based on intimacy with God. Just like in the book of Acts, the church was added to daily. Why? Not because of false signs and wonders, but because they pointed to the God who caused people to be in awe and wonder of his majesty and how he freed people from where they were in that very moment. And that was when the church was added to. And it was multiplied in ways they could not imagine. So often... We focus on what we don't have. And that's what motivates us to go get more. But we really need to focus on what we do have so that we can focus on the Father when He says, Go and possess, that you go possess it. Whether it be, Go possess your children right now with my love. Go tell them how much I love them. Yeah, they messed up. Yep, they sure did. And you have too. And how do you get through the mess up? Do you get through it by by me pounding on you and and re, and reminding you of the shame and the guilt? Cuz there are some people that actually live this life out of guilt and shame and do great things. But it's from a place that is not of God. It's still from a place of fear of what will they think? What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? And I'm asking myself that question. See, the love of God, when we are consumed by the awareness of his love, things change. We might still have the same conversation we would have had if we were angry but now the conversation that takes place is so enveloped with the love of God that it's still said, but it's said in a completely different heart motive. 
hey, these are some things that you're doing that I've noticed. And because I'm your friend or because I'm your parent, I see the train coming on the tracks that you don't see and you're going to get run over. That's the love of God presenting it in a truthful way. But yet you can present the same kind of message with frustration and anger and hate. And you can say, you know what? You suck. Nothing you do is right. And you know what? I just hope that you pay for what you've been doing. Stay on those tracks. Get run over. I don't care. Do you see? Big difference. Different delivery. See, the love of God doesn't get you out of situations. It gets you into situations to see an opportunity where he can be seen in the midst. Where now you're not going at it from a fear mode of, oh, they're frustrating me. See, fear only shows us like it shows the flesh. It shows it tells on it. But intimacy says, no, that needs to die because the life of Christ in me is what's resurrected inside of my life so that they can be resurrected. God is so amazing. He is so good. So no matter if you have millions of followers on your social media or whether you don't have social media at all and you have your family or you have your friends, focus on what you do have. Thank God for who he is and for what he is doing in your life. Because the more you delight in him, like it says in Psalm 37, 4, those who delight in the Lord They will get the desires of their heart, but it's not in the way we think. When we begin to delight in the Lord, our desires change into what he wants. It's not about manipulating and going, okay, God, I'll delight in you if I get what I want. That's the American church, you guys. And that's not God. What is it? A form of godliness, but there is no evidence of God at all. Fear says, visualize what you want and let it manifest. I'm being very silent right now. Fear says, visualize what you want and you'll get what you want and it'll manifest. What about those people that are visualizing things on your life that aren't good? Do you want that to manifest? Do you see how one-sided all of that is? But when you kind of zoom out and you go, wait a second, this doesn't work. It's intimacy with God. That's where it's at. Intimacy with God, no longer, you no longer want what you want because you know what you want could rob you from what God wants for your life, which is so much greater. And yeah, you might have to go through some stuff. But as you're going through it, you're not going through it alone. You're going through it with him. And he's showing you great and mighty things, which you never knew before. And I used to say stuff like this. Well, be careful what you pray for. When you're praying to the Father, you don't ever have to be careful. 
But just know this, you will go through stuff. But as you do, that's the time to get to know him in the middle of the junk. When everybody's saying, what are you going to do? Oh my God. Oh my God. You got to do this. You got to do that. How can, yeah. It's like we talked about yesterday on Triumphant Victorious Reminders that I put on Facebook. Being still and knowing that God is God, we think being still is the first response. But really, being still is the response to knowing that God is God. You can't be still and go, okay, God, you're God. No, it's that if we aren't still in a situation, that just told us that we don't know God is God in that situation. And that's okay. Now we get to work that out with him and say, Lord, I obviously don't know you're God over this situation. I need to see you right now. Because I'm about to make some decisions that some people want me to make right now. And I'm not going to do it. I've got to do this with you. And I might get a lot of pushback because it's not going to make sense. But Lord, you said in your word that your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. And I praise you for that, Lord, even though this is very painful. But God, you've never forsaken me. And just like David said, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen my children beg for bread. And he could say that because he was always aligned with the Father. Not always, but he got right back real quickly. Let's get intimate with the Father through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is wooing us. Not to himself, but to the Father. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Heavenly Whip Monday so that we can see God in the midst. And when we see him and we see that he has gone before us, now we know yet again that none of this has taken God by surprise. We can then remind ourselves, God, you've gone before us yet again to where now we can see the mission field in the midst of the battlefield. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode and it really makes you want to go after the Father even more, will you please share this with others? Thank you so much. And y'all have a wonderful day.